Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Inclusive Class Podcast. Through interviews and discussions, it's our goal to explore the promise and practice of inclusive education. I'm Nicole Eridix and I'm one of your hosts for the show. I'm a parent, inclusion teacher, and creator of the online resource, theinclusiveclass.com. And joining me here this morning on the Inclusive Class is my co-host, Terry Morrow. Hi, Terry. Good morning, Nicole, and welcome to all our listeners. I am Terry Morrow. I'm the author of 50 Ways to Support Your Child's Special Education, and I write about special needs for about.com at specialchildren.about.com. I'd like to mention to anybody out there listening to us live that we are not taking phone calls, uh, nor are we opening the chat room today. My brain is in a fog. It's been a long week, and really it's all I can do to figure out how to talk to the people on the phone. Um, uh, I, my son started college this week for the first time. Okay. My daughter went back for her third year, and uh, I am providing support for my son by going and hanging out at the college all day like an embarrassing mother who won't go away. <laughs> so uh, it's been interesting. It's uh, So far, so good. We've had two days, and... Uh, yeah. I am realizing that as much as we talk about our kids' routines and the problems of disrupting their routines and, uh, you know, trying to smooth everything over, I have a routine, too, and it turns out that if my routine gets disrupted, I get thrown through this well. So I'm sort of like, okay, you know, I thought this was going to be no big deal. Just go sit around. I can work at the college as well as I can work anywhere else. But it's different, and it's I came home completely wiped out yesterday. So if I just sort of wander off into the... So you're back to yell, Terry, Terry, are you there? I'm like kind of in a fog today, but it was a good start, and it was really heartening uh, being at his community college and seeing how many kids with disabilities are there going to college like it's the most normal thing in the world, which of course it is. He's got kids with a sign language interpreter in all his classes. I saw kids in wheelchairs. I saw people tapping canes down the hall. I saw you know, people with all sorts of orthopedic differences, people with intellectual disabilities in the hallway, working at the pizza place. It's just a very inclusive environment, nobody seeming to notice or care. So um, that's that's indicating to me that inclusion is working, that these kids are coming up through schools and expecting to go to college like everybody else. And, uh, you know, despite all the struggles we talk about every week, um, you know, it's the, the change is coming. <laughs> it's great. rolling along. That's so great. So um, I understand your week has not been quite so encouraging, Nicole. No. <laughs> I've been stressed out for other middle reasons. Middle school, they still haven't figured out. College college we getting? Middle no, school. middle school. They still have a long way to go, I'm telling you. We got off to a great start this school year, but, you know, as the workload becomes heavier and uh, the pace is picking up, and, of course, the teachers are now under the sort of gun to get these, our district has these common assessments that they put out yeah. every other month or so that every child in the school district has to take, and so it's a mad rush to teach to the test, and, you know, there's not a lot of lead time. So it's just becoming really stressful because I'm spending as much time at the table with her each night doing the homework <laughs> with her and reteaching the lesson. I feel like, you know, we're yeah. going over the entire lesson again, and I think about that that show that we did on how to help your child with homework, and I... <laughs> You know, revisit that <laughs> conversation, yeah. and I'm trying to access tools that will help her because 
it's just a very frustrating experience for me, and I can't imagine how other parents are doing it that may not have the resources or may it's not know. really hard. I think yeah, it's like you yeah. did have to do that, and it's like it's been a long time since I took this stuff, and I'm not a I professional know. teacher, and yet, you know, I have to go. I have to thank God they have like websites online that show how to do math. Cause it's like, yes, okay, let me yes. go learn how to do it, and then yes. go teach it. So, exactly. Yeah. So. That's it, you know. So as I as I mentioned to you earlier, I'm ready to storm the school the school with my advocacy <laughs> skills because I'm getting very you frustrated. <laughs> hey, I'm a radio host. Do what I exactly. say. <laughs> Throw your weight around. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah, I have some things to say, and you're going to listen. Um, no, that's not the approach to take, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and you know, I don't know. Particularly challenge. It's particularly challenging for her, too, because, as I've mentioned before, she does have ADD, and she is a very intelligent person, but, you know, it can come across a lot differently in the classroom. So, you know, who knows what her teacher is thinking when she sees my daughter sitting there at her desk, twiddling her thumbs and staring into space. (laughs) So, anyway. It's like, you know, ADD is not a new thing. The teacher should be It's not like we just I know, I know. The teacher should know how to accommodate. So, you know, today's (laughs) guest really fits. The, the the theme in my house this week <laughs> because <laughs> we uh I'm I'm I know that she'll be able to shed some light on this topic because we have author, trainer and executive functions coach Margaret Crane with us today. Good morning, Margaret. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Glad to be here. Good, good. Margaret, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and uh you know, as I mentioned to the audience you know, you'll be able to shed a little bit of light on this topic, and for good reason. Can you give us a bit of your background and how you got into doing what you do right now? Sure. Uh, let's see. So I have, I was diagnosed with ADD when I was 23. Um, um, yeah, so that explained a few things. Yeah. <laughs> like wh- why my teachers were always – I we had um, – I went to a school where we had written evaluations and not grades, uh, elementary mm-hmm. school, and – and I could look back at the evaluations and and see how many times they said, you know, Margaret is not achieving to her potential. Yeah. And my feeling was, you know, if I if I had potential, I would be achieving to it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and um, you know, so um, so going through school without a diagnosis and then going through school with a diagnosis was was a very different experience. And. Yeah. When I started teaching, I was given uh, the resource class, basically, um, the the lowest level of English, and um, I loved the kids. <laughs> I just I thought they were great, and so I kind of ended up specializing in that, and not not special ed per se, but um, teaching the lower level of of uh, English, and and I started coming up with ways to get them engaged and started hearing things like, wow, I've never gotten a B in English or I've never gotten an A ever. Um, or I would show them a, a movie, like a Shakespeare movie, and they thinking that I'm going to need to translate a bunch, and they're mm-hmm. sitting there laughing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so <laughs> something is going right here. Yeah. And, uh, and then after a bunch of years, like 30, 25 years teaching and being a school counselor and I got really sick, actually, and so we were trying to figure out a a job for me to do that I could do from bed in case I was bedridden because that was a possibility for 
at the beginning. Right. And um, so my husband was coaching, and we, um, I went to this accelerated coaching seminar thing, and um, and I thought, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so that's how I got into coaching. Um, I've been, I've been working with ADD kids forever. I've been living with ADD people uh, for a while. Also, I've been living mm-hmm. with myself for a while. Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of immersed in the culture, and um, yeah, and I really love helping families because, you know, because I understand the whole school structure, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's much easier for me to explain. Um, this is a reasonable uh, request from a school. This is unreasonable, you know, things like that. So some of the time we talk about 504 plans and IEPs, and some of the time I'm just teaching skills and some of the time we work on the sort of self-esteem aspect of the whole thing right right so there's quite a a breadth of um ways to help families and that you you know Mm -hmm. the issues that you address and and whatnot in school right and in family life now yeah what about those kids and this is one of the things that caught my eye when i First uh, looked at your website and and uh, was you know kind of getting to know what you were doing. Those children that have ADD or ADHD and they're gifted, you know, they're, so they're yeah. basically they're highly intelligent. But oftentimes we find as teachers we only see one side of that. We only right. see that that you know behavior side of it, the ADD or the ADHD side of it. How can yeah. parents and teachers properly identify those children? How can they, is there anything that they can do or, um, you know, are there some certain characteristics that those kids have that may also indicate that they're highly intelligent as well? Yeah. Well, I think parents pretty much know um, because I get lots of calls where the parent is saying, you know, ADD but super intelligent. Like you, if, if your child is, like really creative or comes up with ideas that even may be offensive but are quite clever, um, <laughs> that yeah. may be an indication. <laughs> um, right. So, but parents seem to know. And and I find a high correlation between giftedness and ADD. Yes. You know, um, yeah. Not just because it's me, but... <laughs> no, no, I think you're accurate. It happens all the time. It, I mean... I mean, it's almost a no-brainer that parents are going to say, and he's super intelligent, and she's, you know, amazing. It just happens all the time. For teachers, the tricky part, I think, is that most schools, especially public schools, really aren't designed for ADD kids. Mm -hmm. So you've got a kid who is frustrated or bored, and they're... They're acting out in some way. By the way, acting out is not one of the um, characteristics of ADD. It just comes no. from the frustration of, of you know, trying to maneuver through this maze that doesn't feel quite right. But um, so one of the things that teachers end up focusing on is the is the uh, misbehavior or the or the the behavior that doesn't fit in with the rest of the class. So. They end up focusing on that rather on rather than on uh, the ideas that the, the child can produce. So, right. so one thing teachers can do is to look beyond the the misbehavior and see, um, for instance, what kind of ideas the person has. 
um, in general, what kind of ideas the person has. Um, what happens if you give them a little bit of the freedom that they want, which I know is really hard as a teacher. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, but what happens when you do that? What happens when you, when they write? So sometimes, for instance, uh, you'll give out an assignment and the ADD kid will bring back something else. Yeah, and yeah. And we say, well, you didn't do the assignment. But if we were to just step back, I mean, yes, it's true, mm-hmm. they didn't do the assignment. But if we were to step back and say, okay, what did they do? That would be a really good way to identify, um, you know, there's a difference between writing one gigantic word per page and writing, <laughs> you know, a, a story instead of a report, you know, this amazing yeah. story. Right. So, and I'm not saying that kids should be able to not do the assignment. I mean, I think it's kind of to fit into the world. It's important to, to know how to do what you're asked to do. But at the same time, have your own creativity devalued is really disheartening and will right. create more misbehavior in the classroom. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And uh, that's such a great point is for the teacher to look beyond the behavior and maybe try and address, you know, have a look at some of the other things that that child is producing in the class as opposed to, you know, this behavior that they're seeing. So mm-hmm. that's a great point and good for parents to know as well when they're approaching the teacher, if there's a problem or an issue, yeah. you know, that's something that they could ask the teacher to do. And, you and know, that, I mean, that I even, like a lot of these things happen to me even as an adult, you know, um, applying to grad school. They had, you know, they did the typical uh, tell us about your life. And yeah. what I gave them was a series of uh, <laughs> um, famous poems and quotes from books that really right. tracked my life. It was freaking brilliant. And yeah. um and they and they said, That's awesome, but we want to know that you can do the assignment now. We want you to do it this other way. And um and so I did and I was determined to, you know, do a killer job. And they said they actually said, you know, it would have been a shame if we had never seen this side of you. So so it's oh. not necessarily a negative to have the, the to have to do the assignment the way it's done, but you may have to do it the way you need to do it first. Right. And that right. may be, you know, so that may be something that teachers need to take into consideration. Awesome, you did it this way. I love this, 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 and this. Now can I help you do it the other way? Because we want to see that also. Right. That's a great point. And now you mentioned um, just a couple of minutes ago, you made the comment that most schools are not set up for kids with ADD or ADHD. Right. Can you elaborate a bit more on that and for maybe you know give us some more examples of what what these challenges for kids might be in the classroom well for instance even just going into the room you can see like physically there are a lot of classrooms that i go into where the desks are facing the door which right. is really distracting so you know even physically um or or one of the new things is that instead of having individual desks at least in seattle Instead of having individual desks, you have tables that people share. Yeah. And I think that's nice, and it's certainly easier for group work, but it's also way way more distracting than having individual chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I, you know, what I did in the classroom was just they would just move their chairs into a group. And when we weren't doing group work, um, they were sitting 
you know, facing whatever, you know, front or actually I had, I usually had an aisle down the middle and um, two sections of kids facing each other so I could walk up and down the aisle. But um, um, you want to, you know, one of the things that's going to sort of lull ADD kids to sleep or to stupor is <laughs> is something like, you know, the, a, a traditional classroom. Um, right. And and I read actually there's some brain study and I cannot tell you where I read it but that if if you uh, set the chairs at an angle or if the, if you have the if you have the seats or tables at um, in a position that people don't expect that the kids don't expect when they walk in their brains light up oh. um, yeah so so physically there's also there's there's often um, classrooms that are just, they're just designed to put people to sleep, frankly. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. and, um, and, you know, a, a, somebody with ADD needs to be stimulated. Um, that's kind mm-hmm. of part of the deal. So, um, so there are teachers, for instance, that have um, boxes of Nerf balls or, uh, you know, whatever you want to call them. Some people call them fidgets. Everybody who wants one can take one when they come into the classroom, uh, which I think is really nice because it's not then you're not singling out the ADD kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so so everybody can be and and that for ADD kids that fidget is or, or Nerf ball or whatever kind of thing you're holding and moving around it actually helps um, focus the brain. Again, not a scientist, so I'm not sure how, but. <laughs> I see it all the time. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. it's and the kids know it. The kids totally know it because they're doing it anyway. We see them doing it with pens and their knees and someone, yeah. you know, shaking their leg. They're doing it already, so um, yeah, you know, it works. And and then at the same time, um, like a lot of times, what's assigned to kids, an ADD kid will get the part of the assignment that they can't do it like they can't take in the information um Mm -hmm. and so they can't produce from that so it's it would be helpful to have uh either pair up with somebody who could help them like two people on this in the same role for instance Mm -hmm. or doing the same part um or you know obviously group work is important but also Mm -hmm. sometimes add kids can't do group work because they're too busy you know, bossing the situation or trying to mm-hmm. trying trying to change it to fit what they need. You right. know, that's one thing that I find charming, but is also really irritating. Um, you, if you have an ADD kid, they are going to always try to um, to restore the status quo, to restore yes. the balance in the in the universe. Yeah, in their um, universe. It, <laughs> yes, and it but it comes out. Um, um, harshly a lot of times, um, but it's it's really, if you look at it that way, you know, like the kid is interrupting you because you just said something that's not even true. And right. so they're like, but, 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 uh, 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 yeah. and it's like, instead of getting mad, just look at, um, okay, what just happened? <laughs> it's yeah. fascinating. It's, yeah. it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Um, Margaret, what can parents and teachers do to partner better and make schooling more successful? I'm hearing all these great ideas, and I'm wondering how parents can get involved in that. And oftentimes parents have a different knowledge of their child than what the teacher has, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how we gracefully insert that (laughs) into the classroom. 
but yes. uh, perhaps there's techniques that have worked at home, or how, what would yep. you recommend for that? Right. So at the beginning of the school year, I recommend that uh, parents reach out to the teachers in a super, super, super respectful way. Like <laughs> because Nicole? teachers, it's <laughs> yeah. exhausting being a teacher. It's just you just that has to be accepted. And teachers aren't uh-huh. used to getting respect, so which is also sad. So if you reach out in sort of a perfunctory way, you're not going to get a good response. You want to be yeah. like. Um, I'm so excited that my child has you for this class or, or for the year. Um, here are some here are some medical concerns, and you know don't treat it as oh, oh I'm worried you know I'm a worried parent, but here are some medical concerns that we have um, because it is a medical condition, mm-hmm. um, and and to say we uh, I want to do as a parent I want to do whatever I can to. Um, to support you and my child um, to have a very successful year, and you talk about partnering, and you just keep the keep the teacher in the loop, but in a super respectful way. Um, can you know? Can we meet? I know your time is very valuable. Is there a time that's convenient for you? I mean, all those things. It sounds like you're you know kissing some butt, but at the yeah. same time, th- I mean, it works. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. It totally yeah. works. Teachers yeah. will totally respond to that. Yeah, and they do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing is you just really want to um, be super respectful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't want to go in there with guns blazing. <laughs> no. Right. Not with at guns not blazing and not with a bunch of advice either. Teachers, unfortunately, do not know as much about ADD as they should. Um, yeah. They're not. They they get the perfunctory sort of. You know, here are the three characteristics, and if they have hyperactivity, if they have ADHD, then there's this hyperactivity component yeah. attached. And you know, my yeah. I would love to go into school districts and sort of go, okay, here's everything you're missing that would that would really make your life way more easy as yeah. a teacher. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so just to be understanding about that too, and instead of it's frustrating, but they can't. They can't put into play what they don't know, mm-hmm. you know, and they think they think they know it. So right, right, good. Well, I've taken a lot of notes. Making things easier is a good note. I know when I tried to put together yeah. packets for teachers, they always try to think in terms of not. Here are the things you need to be doing different and special for my child, in addition to everything else that you do. Mm-hmm. But, gee, if you treat my child this, if you do these things, yeah. there will be less of a problem in your classroom. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. and oftentimes you see them doing the wrong thing, and it takes it takes so much extra time and effort. If you're spending long minutes yelling at a kid or disciplining a kid or complaining about a kid not doing their homework, you know, that's yeah. time-consuming also. And yeah. effort-consuming. Well, you know, it, I mean, when you, you know, we're not talking about, like, when as parents we see our kids, like, two-on-one, three-on-one. As a teacher, yeah. if you know, sometimes when kids were misbehaving, I would say, "Come, come up here. I want, I want you to see from my point of view what I'm looking at." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, and to to be a single teacher in front yeah. of thirty, forty students is a completely different experience, and sure. um, cannot be compared to parenting. So, <laughs> really understanding that they're working that and that they're working in a system that they don't probably totally don't agree with. Um, yeah. Even though their heart is in teaching, they may have constraints too. So trying mm-hmm. to partner with your teacher is is a great a great way to go. That's a great yeah. point. Thank you. 
What do you do when you run up against a teacher that perhaps doesn't believe in ADHD or thinks it's just an excuse um, or refuses to change the way they do things, which is quite likely a position that Nicole's going to be dealing with very, very soon? <laughs> what At some point, the gloves have to come off. What do mm-hmm. you suggest the parents do if they just run into a brick wall? Right. Um, be the squeaky wheel and... Um, <laughs> Just you know, go go in there and say, look, you know, here you may not believe in this, but you know, millions of of, of, <laughs> of scientists and doctors do. So yeah, I need yeah, to yeah. I need to talk about it from that point of view. If yeah. we can't talk together, you know, my my goal is for us to partner. My goal is for yeah. us to be able to work this out. But if we can't, I need to advocate for my child. You know, and just mm-hmm. say it. Just say, right. like, here's what I have to do. I'm a, I'm a mom. I'm a dad. This is what I have to do. So, um, so it, I hope it doesn't turn out to be something where I need to go to, you know, the counselor or the principal. But for my child and his or her condition or whatever you want to call it, I will do that. And you know, but just really matter of factly, not in a mean way. You don't have to get defensive or offensive. Just like, here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm a mom. I'm a dad. Here's what mm-hmm. I'm going to do. And um, and then and then take it as high as you need to take it, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. Even to, you know, even if it's. I mean, I have a client who's being bullied, and and the mom's like, "What should I do?" And I said, "Here, go here, 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 and then go to the newspaper or that troubleshooter on TV." And um, yeah. it's like, you know, if you're not getting a response from the district, then take it to the news, take it to mm-hmm. some troubleshooter in your area, mm-hmm. um, because. It, it, because it's serious, we 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 aren't oddballs. We aren't. I mean, we sometimes we are we are treated like that, and we sometimes feel like that. Uh-huh. Um, but who's who's to say that we're not the you know the the super enlightened beings, and everybody else is is really just <laughs> next you know. evolutionary step. Exactly. Well, yeah. exactly. I mean, we don't know that that's not true. So right. So right. you know, if you reverse it, I like to turn it around and. You know, um, when I did an I did an ODD classroom, oppositional defiant disorder, and uh-huh. I used to call them because they because they call it um, emotionally and behaviorally yeah. disturbed, so, right. which uh-huh. is just weird. And so I used to call them my not to their face, but when I would talk about them, I'd say they're my emotionally and behavior behaviorally disturbed angels. Because <laughs> you know? I mean, maybe they're angels. What do I know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, where can our listeners find out more about you, and do you have any special events coming up? Yeah, um, you can go to my website, which is giftedwithadd.com, and uh, you can go to the contact page, and I do offer a free 20-minute consultation, so please um, do take the opportunity to enjoy that. I can get a lot done in 20 minutes. I have ADD. Hello. (laughs) And um, also, if you follow me on Facebook, I have some classes coming up where I am going to be talking about how to partner with the school and focus and motivation. It's going to be a three-part series. Um, Focus and motivation are my favorite things to talk about. Um, And and so um, they'll be announced on my blog and, and announced quite a few times on my Facebook page. So um, please follow, you know, join the Facebook page. We have great conversations going on. That's at Gifted with ADD on Facebook. Okay. And okay. It's, um, the parents are very warm and, and helpful, and we have a great community on there. Excellent. Great. Are you on uh, Twitter? 
as well? I'm on Twitter, too, at Gifted with ADD, yeah. At Gifted with ADD, okay. Mm-hmm. So people can check on that. That sounds like a good time of year to be um, <laughs> getting those workshops going. This yeah. is about the time when you're realizing whether your child's classroom is a good fit or not. Yeah. And uh, yeah. starting to starting to wonder, oh crud, what am I going to do about this this year? Yeah. How am I going to exactly. get along with this teacher? It's yeah. it's the the season of dread. I am sort of enjoying yes. being in college where nobody wants to talk to me at all, and I have no place whatsoever other than dropping out of class. So, uh, I've so I, can, I will notes. live through you vicariously this year, Nicole. <laughs> and there is oh, our there school bell, which means that our discussion is finished for today. It's such a great topic to talk yeah, about. Yeah, thank you. And certainly the subject of endless rants that either of us could go off onto for many, many minutes. <laughs> Uh, but uh, thank you so much for being our guest today, Margaret, and I would like to thank, thank our listeners you. for tuning into our program this morning. Please join us again next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, which will mark our first anniversary of Yay. being your source for resources and expert information on inclusive education, and I hope you will think that we have gotten better over the course of the year. <laughs> uh, to help celebrate, we will have returning guest Kathleen McCloskey. Kathleen was one of our first guests when we started out last year, and she is coming back to talk about how parents and teachers can use apps and technology to help support students with learning disabilities in the classroom. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, where Nicole tweets under the name inclusive underscore class, and I am at Mamatude, M-A-M-A-T-U-D-E. And again, if you want to follow Margaret, she's at, at gifted with ADD. Uh, you can also find archives to our past shows on my blog at www.mamatude.blogspot.com. Also, our show is now available on Stitcher and iTunes as a podcast for free download. Goodbye to everybody and have a great week. We hope Goodbye. that next Thank week you. Nicole will have good things to report about. I hope so. Thank you. 